Good evening everyone and welcome to this, the 19th episode of Blood on the Thames, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle set in London, England. With me tonight, Carlos playing Moses of Clan Nosferatu, Peter playing Benjamin of Clan Malkavian, Rachel playing Katia of Clan Tremere, Philip playing Jim Roy Woods of Clan Gangrel. Now before we jump into our uh, episode 18 recap, uh, we have a special message from, uh, from Mitch. <laughs> So I'm just going to share that with you guys first. Tag out. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> How did you miss? That was terrible. Now, uh, <laughs> so, uh, many of you remember a couple of weeks ago, um, we uh, conspired in chat a little bit, and uh, we all agreed that there was a certain something that you needed. And um, several people, I think it was looking at life for a corpse, um, story encode and miss and reason, uh, donated to the cause of providing you with a gift. And so I have with me today that gift, which is the speaking stick. <laughs> it's got it's got a lovely ergonomic design. It's got a nice little thumb grip up here to really kind of like, you know, you can really get in in there. And uh, yes, I will present this to you for when, when, when you're having rather fiery discussions, this will help organize your, uh, your thoughts. So there you go. Thank and, uh, you I hope much. you like it, chat. Thank you. I hope. Right. Better work out. It was short lived. There we go. So for everybody that was asking last week where the speaking stick was and that wanted Mitch to appear, uh, so that he can be punished for not having done it. Uh, show mercy. He has done it now. So, uh, we'll jump straight back in with the episode 18 recap then, guys. Yeah, sure thing. Um, at the beginning of our of last uh, episode, I, this is loud. At the beginning of last episode, uh, Jim, Moses, and Katya were running away using this, the their back doors into the tunnel and sewer system. Um, and then we split. Uh, at some point, Moses called a swarm of rats. Three rats showed up, one left, so two remain for the long haul. Our lovely Rick and Morty. Katya, meanwhile, went to the Chantry, uh, which is warded against lupines, which is great. Uh, she meets with Sabine, who is very pleased with the information Katya brings her regarding lupines and a certain Alicia. <coughs> Moses, however, returns to his other, other Henry's other, other, other now. Or it's, is it? Yeah, it's just yeah. other, other, um, other, other. Yeah. Uh, whereas Jim uh, makes his way to Benjamin's flat, but Benjamin is not there because he is being followed by a mysterious woman in a car and a freakish other figure, possibly monstrous, on the rooftops. Uh, after a while, he realises that the uh, the woman in the car is actually an ally, a fellow Malkavian called Danielle, and she helps him to avoid the other far scarier figure. And um, together they go to Edmund's gallery for sanctuary because the sun is rising fast. However, they find the gallery is locked and so they have to break in. So for similar don-avoiding reasons, uh, Jim has to uh, break into Benjamin's flat and spend the night there. Uh, meanwhile, Katya sleeps herself to uh, reads herself to sleep, and Moses is preparing to go to bed when um, Alicia, Jim's sire, shows up with Jim's sister Sarah because they want a place to crash and have a pyjama party. I don't know. <laughs> 
So therefore Moses has to agree to owe Alicia a probably huge boon if she'll deal with the Coterie's lupine problem, which to be honest is kind of her deal in the first place, really. Yeah. Uh, Katya agrees to owe Moses a minor boon uh, in return for both handling Jim and the lupines. Jim, however, meets Edmund when he when he wakes up. Um, it does not go well. Uh, in a completely unrelated incident, Jim picks up a mysterious compulsion. Katya, meanwhile, persuades Moses to help Jim hunt, and then gets back to reading. So um, Benjamin wakes up very hungry and also picks up a mystery compulsion. Um, he hears some scary shit, it all gets a little bit much, and so he runs away and finds himself somehow back outside Abigail's flat. But this time he manages to get inside. And that's where we left off. So. The time that we pick this back up is between about 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock at night. Jim, you've made your phone call uh, with Moses, who's let you know that uh, if you make your way towards Moses's haven, his personal haven, or his personal flat. Yeah, his other haven. His other haven. His other other haven. No, not that. <laughs> I am in the other other. Just he's um, going to the other. It'll take you about an hour and a half. It'll take you about an hour and a half to go and meet him there. Uh, but where you are, and given the fact that you have ample reason to not remain. Uh, <laughs> In the, uh, in the residential area where Benjamin makes his home, uh, you begin uh, obeying the instruction of Moses and making your way towards uh, his abode. I'm assuming you're going to head straight there as well? After Alicia comes back from the tippy. Okay. So, meanwhile, Katia, you've woken up, uh, or you've, you've been spending the last few hours... Uh, I'm assuming still going over your, your research. Yeah, she's still working at the moment. Okay, is there anything else that you'd immediately um, want to do? She would have mess- sent a text to Moses, basically saying as soon as he has confirmation the problem is dealt with, she will return to the domain and can offer assistance as required. Okay. So you'd receive that message whilst you were waiting for Alicia to come okay. back. Meanwhile, <laughs> the intake of breath. The footsteps of Abigail moving about her flat uh, echo down the corridors as she's very much alone, aside from the the Siamese, the cat that she's Mm. carrying around stroking, as she's moving back and forth between the rooms. But through a combination of your disciplines and a surprisingly adapt level of silent skill, you manoeuvre between the rooms, just trailing her as she goes, making stock of where everything is in each of the rooms, where her individual pieces, uh, her art-related pieces, like her brushes and her paints are kept. And as you follow her into the final room, which is situated right next to where uh, a bath has been running, that she, the sounds that you heard previously, she has a number of pieces adorning the opposite wall. Some which she's got on display, some that are half-finished, some that are older, some that are more recent. She has landscapes, she has portraits, she has a variety of everything in different styles and tastes, but all of them are to the same quality. But the centerpiece, the piece that occupies the the center of the room, the thing that draws your attention, is one of the most incredible bits of work you've ever seen. And it's immediately apparent to you that this is for Edmund. And that's not only because of the amount of effort that she's put into it, the size of it, the grandeur. It has a simplicity to it that you know he'd like. 
but the style is also the kind that he was shown previously. And it depicts a young boy, blonde of hair, with a white robe against a brick or stone background. And that's it. But what it doesn't have speaks volumes about it. And it's not finished by any means. You can tell that by the art supplies that are strewn around it. But she could easily sell it in the current state it's in to any gallery she wanted to. But she's not finished with it. And she's moving back and forth, and she steps out of the room, making the way towards the bathroom, coming a foot away from where you stand, and moving past you into the room. And then you hear the door shut. No lock. The cat, who's at the door, <laughs> and the door shuts with the cat on the other side. You can hear the sloshing of water as she climbs into the bath. Okay, so fearing that she will be occupied for a little while, uh, there are a number of things that Benjamin... Now Benjamin's had a little tour of the, the flat, essentially. He's going to... Um, he will spend a, a few moments really looking at this painting and trying not to just, you know, put a hole in it or something. <laughs> um, but I think the thing he's going to start... He, he's also going to be looking for... Obviously, she's... You, you know, specifically, what kind of paints and brushes is she using for this piece? When he's been looking around, if there's anywhere where it looks like she keeps things like books <coughs> on art or other artists' work that might be inspirations that that Benjamin hasn't thought about using in his own work. He'll be looking for that. And the other thing he'll be looking for, maybe he'll probably start where the bowl is, where there are the, her keys or wherever she keeps them is, does she have a spare set of keys for this flat? Okay. Um, as you look between uh, the various books that she has on offer, not in the, the art room, which is pretty much just barren for everything other than the, her art supplies yeah. and the actual art pieces. In her bedroom, there are numerous books on the subject of art, but none on any particular artist. She seems to have a very eclectic taste, um, which is represented in the different styles that she has for everything. Mm -hmm. But the thing that gets you is that a lot of her supplies are very simple. They're very sub-quality by your standards, and you mm -hmm. know by Edmund's standards, mm -hmm. they'd be low quality. Whilst Edmunds himself doesn't paint, he is very critical of everything related to it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that he pointed out to you originally when he when he met you and then he afforded you better supplies. Mm. But she seems to be able to do incredible bits of work with subpar. So this just makes it worse. Yes. Mm. But the keys as you go back over there, there is a single set of keys that has what looks to be uh, for a car. Mm. And there is also uh, the front door key. There is also another key that looks to be for some, like a child's uh, small one, like you'd get for one of those uh, children's diary lockbooks. Ah. But there's nothing else on the keychain. All right. <coughs> so I'll, I'll leave those keys there and I'll go, because it's just the bowl she keeps there. I'll maybe go to places like her room and the kitchen and just look in a few drawers and things just to see if she keeps a spare set for the flat anywhere. Okay, you start science and death up. Always. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Meanwhile, I'll jump back. Moses. 
It doesn't take too long before a flash of movement off to your right signals that there is movement coming through the cameras. And you can see Alicia returning with Sarah. Um, Sarah has a bit more speed to her steps. She still looks quite pallid in the picture. She still looks quite tired. But you can tell based upon a, uh, a very small state. It's a, quite an astute observation as you look down the camera, but there's a color discoloration on her jacket that's that she's eaten something. And you pick her up as they wait at the door and then you hear the <clears throat> Immediately go and open the door for them. Okay. Alicia immediately- From the inside and then they just stay inside the, the okay. train coach. Okay. Oh, it's worth noting, everyone, by the way, uh, superficial willpower was recovered. I'll also note, for the sake of the chat, because uh, I wasn't clear on it last week, uh, the four points of superficial uh, damage that Jim took to his willpower was meant to be halved, so it was two. So he's not an aggravated, but he was close. Um, for yourself, the Mask of a Thousand Faces is still active. Oh, okay, brilliant. Then we'll we'll still count this as part of the same scene, because... Okay. Um, <coughs> And when they step back through, Alicia uh, pulls back the hood of her hoodie uh, as Sarah keeps hers up and glances around the room again. It's quite clear that she doesn't really want to be here. She wants to be out. She wants to be active. But Alicia, her pacing is slow, leisurely, and she steps in. And as the door shuts behind her, she nods to Sarah, cuts the edge of her face, and then just gestures towards the sofa without saying a word. And Sarah just moves over and sits quite heavily, clearly reluctantly while she gestures towards the room that you were in and Alicia moves off towards it. Okay. <clears throat> when we go back inside, I again close the door so I, uh, Sarah won't hear. I've had a thought. For a major boon, I'll get rid of your lupines. Well, your lupine problem, they're not your lupines, but... So for a major boon, you will get rid of the lupine problem in my domain that you brought. Well, they're not troubling me. No, they're and I didn't bring them me. there. They were certainly looking for you. Well, if you really want to place blame, then, you know, I can rescind my offer. You can no, deal with I'm it not playing blame, Alicia. I'm just... Why are you torturing Jim? How am I torturing Jim? Point at Sarah. What about Sarah? She's not supposed to know Jim's alive, or at least even think about it. In her mind, her brother should be dead and buried. She should be allowed to mourn and grieve. She did mourn, and she did grieve. And then move past that. No, she didn't. And again, you're very quick to label the blame. You just assume that I'm the one that educated her about... Well, I asked, and you were not forthcoming with an answer. Because I don't have to be. You, of all people, should know, Moses, that knowledge is power. Yes, but sometimes it's good to have the knowledge to protect yourself. I don't need to protect myself. But no matter how I see it, having the knowledge in keeping Sarah in the state she probably is. I don't know, I haven't talked to her, but she must be very distressed about pro the, pr the prospect of her brother being alive. And having Jim 
about to lose his shit because his sister is aware. I mean, I assume he went through a lot of trouble to fake that death and all that burial, and I assume you helped him? No. He did it more himself. We're a lot less hand-holdy than other clans. Oh, trust me, you know about my sire, there was no holding of hands in my side. Well then perhaps you understand a bit better than most. Yes, I do understand. What I don't get is why instead of just dismissing any notion Sarah might have of her brother being alive and helping her because it looks like you have a way with her, just letting her know that it's gone, it's over and she should just move on with her life and learn to live with it. Because her and her brother are very much similar in that regards. You tell them that it's not good for them to investigate certain matters and they don't let it drop. Now, if you are concerned with the investigative nature of the girl, then I can only think of a few resolutions. And I can guarantee you, Jim would like them far less. Well... <clears throat> I don't know her, but I don't want her dead just because she's stubborn. Neither do I. And believe me, that's rare. Uh, so, consider her, perhaps, in one of the best places she could be. I'm not saying she's in a bad place. I'm just trying to understand what's going on and how would it be if it wouldn't be better for her to think that just her brother is dead, period. All you need to know, Moses. is that for better or worse, she made my acquaintance. And for better or worse, that acquaintance led to a few questions. Now, whether or not Jim's being alive was learned through diligence on her part by sloppiness on his, it doesn't matter. I'll At the end of the day, she knows now. Yeah, I'll tell you something. If her looking into Jim got her to you, after Jim has been looking for you for quite a while, that that she gives knew where me. I was. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I only had three options. One is Jim is crap at looking for people, and I've seen him, and he's not that bad. Two, she's far better than her brother, which scares me because he kind of exposes. Or three, you wanted her to find you. I'm just gonna say that she's very good, and we'll leave it at that. She is very good. Anyway, that's the price of the boon, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I am, I am uh, unlocking the screen and writing type of boon mayor. Yes, yes it is. And of course, we'll need to pass that along to... Michael Chase. I'll do the honors. Good. Courtesy of the house. Um, I'm sure he'll confirm to me when it's owed. Yeah. Also... In the 20 minutes that took you to go to Chippies and back, I got a couple of boons. What do you know? People do want to get rid of the lupine problem in our domain. See, it's not that difficult. Well, it kind of is. I mean, for me, it's not a, an ideal situation. I mean, <clears throat> let's face it. You are in absolute control here. 
you are the one who knows about them and you are the reason they're there, but I mean, it's not affecting you, they're in my domain. You have nothing to lose, everything to win, and apparently a way of getting rid of them. So it's very easy to make it look like you're putting me in a situation in which I choose. Perspective is everything. It's very clear. I either take the deal, which is somewhat being forced, or I don't take it. It's not being forced at all, you can say no. Yeah, because you're giving me the choice of doing nothing and then have a lupine-infested domain. I've offered you alternatives, Moses. It's whether or not you want to take them. What are the other alternatives? Leave. I've got to ask, you complain an awful lot about your domain and the people that are saddled to it with you. If you dislike them so much, what's keeping you here? And don't say safety, because there's no safety in the cities or outside of it. And the Nostratu are particularly adept at making any slums they find themselves in, nice or otherwise, livable, safe for themselves. So don't just claim it's safety. London is the first place in a while that I've felt at home. Then make it work. You don't think I'm trying? Not hard enough. You're not willing to risk everything you need to risk in order to guarantee that you keep the things that are important to you. Oh, you clearly have not been hearing the full stories around what has been going on. But I, well, I, I would look forward to be proven wrong. Well, I've been doing absolutely everything in my power. Good. Well, then your luck should change. Should. Should. Mine did. Yeah, funny. Doesn't feel like it did. Do you need any help or Sarah? No. What are you going to be doing next? I will be keeping my end of the bargain. I will message you when it's safe to return. I can't guarantee when that'll be. I'll make it as prompt as I am able. Okay. That puts me in a little bit of a bind because we're not supposed to be hunting outside our domain. When a couple of us are hungry already. Well, from... You have two options then, I suppose. You either don't get caught or you go to your own domain and don't get caught. What was that you said about my luck being changing for the better? Because it definitely did not. Like, last night I was in so much better shape. Two nights ago I was even better. Thanks. You're welcome. No, I mean it. I, I, you're right. I need a perspective. Now let's take care of your child. Because he's outside the domain and probably very hungry. He usually is. Now let's find a hunting ground in which neither of us will lose it and kill somebody. Um, I'm just going to say I'm, I'm going to be changing the passwords and logs and key for this place. Good. And you're welcome to come here. Just text me first. I'll try to keep that in mind. 
I'll try to have like a little cot so you have at least a place with a mattress to sleep next time. And then I just wait until she leaves because I'm not leaving her inside my main with my computers. No, no, no. She gets up, she opens the door, and she steps straight through. Um, and as she goes past Sarah, Sarah immediately gets up, moves over to the door with her, and she guides her out, and then gives you a nod and shuts the door behind her. And we'll pause there. Okay. You've been making your way, Jim, over to where Moses has directed you, over towards his boat. And it's taking you... It's taking you a little while. I'm assuming that you're largely going by public transport. Are you going by foot? You said foot. By, um, by, by foot, like this company broke. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything you want to try and achieve before you get there? Anything you want to do? You're currently outside of your domain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but there is... You are moving through territories which there are ample opportunities for you to try and feed if you wanted to. Tim's going to be doing his best to resist. He keeps going. Okay. It won't take you too long. Are you, is you going straight to... The, after that, I'm going to my place. Okay. To, to my so other. you're both converging on the same place. Yeah. Okay. So, meanwhile, are you remaining in your room, Katia? Are you going anywhere else? For now, I'm waiting on uh, contact from them. Okay. Plenty. So, as you flick through your books and you wait, every single movement from outside the door draws your attention first towards your phone and then over towards the door. You hear footsteps going back and forth. And then eventually the footsteps don't recede and instead you hear a... Uh, come in. Alright. Through the door steps Sabine. She has a nice blouse on and a long skirt. I'm sorry, darling, am I? Um, not, not at all, no, no. Uh, now's perfect time. Is everything alright? Yes, darling. Uh, if you have a free moment, I wouldn't mind a, a bit of a, a conversation. Uh, absolutely, yes, of course. I uh, get up and follow where she leads. You might want to uh, dress yourself, darling, a bit more appropriately. Oh. Sorry, assuming I hadn't already kind of dressed for the night evening, then yeah, she would. She starts taking you over towards the front area in the chantry, and for a moment you think she's taking you towards the library, but instead she moves towards the front door and opens it. After you down. I uh, head through. And she follows you down the steps towards uh, what looks to be a stunted limo. It's quite a nice uh, car, but it's one of the ones that you'd have more as a kind of private hire. Uh, one that's for a smaller cluster of individuals and she directs you over towards the door opens it herself and then gestures for you to get in uh i enter looking a little bit perplexed okay she gets in after you and sits down with her legs crossed and there are there are there's only the one driver that's moving off the rest of the limo has nobody inside but she allow she gives the nod over towards the driver and the driver begins taking off, pulling away from the curb and going off down to the street. And for a good 15 to 20 minutes, Sabine says nothing. And absent the the discussion with her, you just glance out of the window, the which are tinted, and you glance out towards the passers-by, the pedestrians, the lights, the shops. London alive by night, and you're just observing it. Until finally, as you slow towards traffic lights. Sabine shifts in her seat and glances over at you. 
I apologize for the rather abrupt request for you to join me, darling, but there's something that I wanted to discuss with you. Of course. She glances over towards the driver and stops speaking and then slowly says, you mentioned to me, darling, that above all else you hold our clan to be worthy of your utmost loyalty, above anybody else. Would you say that's still true? Yes, it's, I mean, it's the sole purpose I'm here. I mean, it's, it's why, why I was picked, it's who I am. And to that end, we both agree that having Oliver in a position as primogen is detrimental to the future of our clan. I have some news regarding Oliver's ascension, which is looking more and more likely. <coughs> he has the ear, based upon what I've been told and what individuals in my employ have notified me of, he has the ear of Michael Chase. I'm sure you're acquainted with the individual, in fact I believe you're very well acquainted, at least in passing. Not only is Michael Chase a member of the Primogen, he is a member of the Primogen with a somewhat disparaging view of our clan, but he is also the Harpy. These things combined mean that he can whisper in all the right ears to get Oliver the support he needs. This is another one of the reasons why my previous endeavor that I mentioned to you, the acquisition of a certain property, fell through. And yet, I'm not without hope, thanks in large part to you, because of something that you shared with me recently. Tell me, darling, what do you know of the Hyde Park incident? I... I don't know a huge amount. The information was not made particularly well available at the time. I noted that some similarities were raised between that incident and incidents that occurred close to my own domain. If you recall, there was a... Uh, it looked like a severe animal attack and there was a member uh, among the victims who went missing from the morgue. Uh, the mutilated corpse, the one that did not return from the morgue, was a ghoul that belonged to one Ben Connor, a Toreador and grandchild of Michael Chase. This explains why Michael Chase's interest in the Hyde Park incident went beyond mere condemnation. He did not go with simple rumor or simple investigation by the constable. He looked into the affair of his own accord and then said nothing else of it. Shortly thereafter, Alicia showed up. And every now and again, I've witnessed them at court having quiet words, quiet utterances. And despite the fact that she has nothing but open disdain for Michael Chase, as would any sensible kindred, 
she remains a wild card of a kindred who has no open loyalty to anybody remains why why do you think that is darling is she linked in some way to the Hyde Park incident see this is what I was curious about Ben Connor was not the closest to his sire and one of the points of contention that he had is that he liked to rub elbows with other clans in one particular kindred that he took interest in was Alicia. They were often seen discussing matters with one another and frequenting one another's company in Elysium. Something I took note of, most other people avoided. They tend to avoid being too close to Alicia. She's something of a, a whirlwind, chaotic force among kindred. She has no interest in politics. In fact, she finds amusement when she upsets the state's quo and that's about it. Now, think, darling, your lupine problem and the Hyde Park incident have one common factor, Alicia. Yes. And in both cases, the target has been someone very close to Alicia. Why do you suppose that is? The lupines in question potentially have an interest in hunting down those that she has close connection with, uh, either to minimise her own hold and power in the area, or to upset her standing. Potentially. I mean, I did consider it as an option, but when you think about it, I have never, in all my years of experience and all my years of investigation into the matter, ever encountered one of the lupines that had anything less than the utter disdain and desire to destroy our kind. No. So what would motivate one then to... I mean, it surely can't be as simple as, as, as jealousy or some sort of attachment. Why I not? Mean... In both instances, the individual is close to Alicia. She bears them no evident ill will, but in both instances has been quite openly affectionate towards them both, at least in her own bizarre way. I is it impossible to think there is a measure of jealousy? No, it, I suppose I, I overestimated the emotional intelligence of a lupine. Well, perhaps it's not merely simple jealousy. I see. I see. I believe I have no evidence to support this beyond my own speculation, but I believe that one, I can't imagine more, are bound to Alicia. Now, you have been witness to how dependent and obsessive the bond can make an individual. For mortals, this just makes them a little more than annoyance that need to be smacked down and reminded of the place now and again. But what happens when the individual who is obsessive is extremely dangerous and cannot be smacked down? Seems the kind of chaotic element that someone like Alicia might enjoy. Indeed. And if one were to prove this relationship... It would be extremely damaging. Yes. Now, with all this in mind, why might Alicia 
linger in the company of Michael Chase. Turn left here, and the car begins turning. And an attempt to keep this covered to keep some reins on the, the rumour mill of the Camarilla. Which suggests he does know about it. If he's using blackmail, I can't imagine any other reason why she would tolerate. I mean, he certainly has age on his side, but when she loses interest in a city, she leaves. I see. So this knowledge is leverage? Potentially. Like I said, I have no evidence of this, but... I mean, if we were to possess evidence... Well, then we could certainly try and figure out what we wish to do with it. But aside from having Alicia now feeling indebted to two different kindred, which would not earn us an ally in her, and it would not solve my immediate problem with regards to Michael Chase yeah. and your sire. Stop here. And the car slows and rolls down to a stop on a stretch of street which is empty aside from a few parked cars. And she turns more fully in her seat and looks at you. Do you trust me, Katia? I do. I... I trust that you're the person I can trust more than anyone else. Your experiences with Michael Chase, what's your impression of him? Someone who's so certainly not to be trifled with under any circumstance. Uh, Do you believe he is of benefit to the city? Or more pointy in the question, do you believe he is of benefit to our clan? Even if I were to ascend to the Primogen, he would be a vocal voice of opposition to everything we attempted to do, not yeah. because it was prudent to do so, but out of spite. You yourself was witness to that at the court. I mean, I highly doubt he wishes to see any advancement within our clan, I'll, I'll agree with that. No. If anything, his disdain for us as a clan, his belief that we are, and forever will be, usurpers, blinds him to the benefits of having us on equal footing. I see. In order for us to achieve what we need to, in order for me to be where I need to, we need to remove Michael Chase. Now, We have, at our potential disposal, a very unique asset, if it can be guided properly. If I am right, if one or more of this lupine pack is obsessed with Alicia, they will go for anyone they believe be close to her. Which now might contain two of my Fedrine members. Well, if we guide them to a much more damaging and potentially enraging target, not only do we remove a 
considerable thorn in our collective sides, but who's to blame us for it? I mean, the Lupines have already proven themselves to have a particular taste for his lineage, and the hatred that the Lupines bear us is common knowledge. <clears throat> and who's going to ever believe that we have any hold over Lupines? Until you told me, I wouldn't have believed that Delicia had such finesse. You're right, I can't think of any other reason for that relationship to exist. As I said, darling, I have no concrete evidence of this, but if I'm right, this could be what we need in order to secure us a position in the city that will allow us to flourish. If I am wrong, and your sire does become primogen, then I have done all I can for our clan. And I can do little else but watch it wither and die. So, are we talking about simply discrediting and thus removing a disgraced Michael Chase, or are you saying we go as far as direct these antagonists towards him specifically? I am merely suggesting, darling, that in order to solve a particular common issue, we simply give them a more feasible target. Whether we benefit from said target or not is not really a matter for discussion. In which case it will be a matter of making it a little more publicly known that Michael Chase and Alicia have a closer relationship. Potentially. Michael Chase and his backing of Oliver is not common knowledge. Having Michael Chase vanish will not draw any particular suspicious gazes our way. However, Oliver, for all his faults and for all his idiocies and all the damage that he has done you, remains popular in our clan. We cannot touch your sire. No. But without his backer, he has little to progress the clan. Drive. And the vehicle begins moving off again. As I said, darling, I trust that this is in the strictest confidence. Of course. Do not share this information with... anyone else. If you believe that your coterie in some possible way could assist, I ask that you do so without explaining the motive. Of course, naturally. I, I know for a fact that nobody in my coterie has any love or support for that shape. Which is what I am expecting will be the deciding reason for why they'd assist you. Exactly, and, well, one of them at this point potentially has an in for manipulating lupines, whether through trickery or misdirection, or using this link to Alicia. I'm sure there is something we could work out, but of course, the motive behind will remain secret. Well, darling. However you wish to do it, I ask that you keep me informed. I will investigate matters on my side and ensure that any talks between 
Mike Nunn Oliver are not given ample opportunity to develop. Of course. But time is a limited factor at the moment. And if Oliver does become Primogen, then we both lose something significant. Do not think that now that because he has a new plaything, you are anything less no. to him. And he will destroy you given the opportunity. What will you do if he becomes Primogen? Will you leave? No. I will not be driven out of my city by a man like Oliver. I will perform damage control and I will do what I can to give emphasis to the danger that he poses. But I will not leave. I have faced far worse threats than Oliver. So I understand. car slows and glancing out the window for the first time looking away from Alicia you realise that you're back at the Chantry. I will leave you with this darling. Be careful who you speak to and be careful what you share. Of course. And I am putting my trust in this and in you. I pray you don't let me down. Good evening, darling. Good evening. You know where to go. And as soon as the door shuts, the vehicle takes off down the street. <sighs> and I head back inside to my room to start gathering everything and making sure I'm ready to move as soon as I receive any sort of correspondence from uh, Moses and or Jim. Okay. Meanwhile, You've been wandering around Abigail's flat now, going back and forth between the individual pieces, going up to the different paintings, doing everything you can to analyze what it is and locate what it is that makes her so frustratingly competent as an artist. And for the life of you, you cannot pick up on it. Have I found a second set of keys? No. She has a single set of keys. Going through the different drawers, aside from clothing, aside from one or two books, um, pieces of paper that she has for a printer, um, for what looks to be quite an old style computer, one of the ones that you'd, you'd expect to see in like an 80s shop somewhere or something. Okay. Uh, she has one of those old style. Yeah. Um, Top of the range. Yeah. <laughs> but um, other than that, there is not a lot uh, okay. on offer. Now, I think it will occur to Benjamin that it's late and she's gone and had a bath and stuff um, and that that might mean she's planning to go out or blah, blah, blah. So I think I think he's going to force himself to leave. Okay. Uh, the, the last thing I'll do, though, is I'll have another look at that painting, the one that looks like it's going to be given to Edmund. How close do I think she is to finishing it? Obviously, he may have no idea, but I'll take whatever he thinks. Okay. Like, do I think, you know, it's like, a, a, you know, one more session or whether she's going to have like another few weeks of work or... Okay. Do in <laughs> intelligence plus crafts for me. Hang on a minute, I've got to check what's in effect. <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> uh, 
uh, someone outside of the office who seems to be paying not as much attention as he should to make sure that people aren't going in there. There is a sign that says private, but uh, he seems to be more interested in the people that are coming in the gallery than anything else. And it's easy enough for you to go up to the office and just open it and see through. Uh, the office is barren. Uh, Amelia's not in there, Daniel's not in there, Edmund's not in there, but the phone that's over on one end of the desk is vibrating, shaking. Amelia. Who is this? So, where are you? Benjamin. I've been looking for you. I'm looking for you. Where? Are you at the gallery? Yes. Yes, I'm at the gallery. And the others. I haven't seen anyone else. Where is Amelia? She's not... I haven't seen her here. I will be back... shortly. The phone goes out. I'll put it down. And you settling in? Um, I will probably go... Because I'm, I want to find Amelia and/or Danielle as well. So I will probably, while I'm waiting for Edmund, go like maybe down into the basement or into any of the other little secluded areas they they could have gone where they're not on view. Okay. I'm not expecting to find them, but I'll probably do that and then go back. Yeah, to the you office. go you go wandering between the different places whilst you wait for Edmund, um, going between uh, the different alcoves into the different side rooms with different types of exhibits, um, and they're not in there. You go down into the basements and. There's no one in there. It's as barren as it was when you left previously. You even go by the office, expecting that Amelia might have come round in a different area, and she's not in there either. They're not in the building that you can see. But before long, you hear, over the sound of cars, familiar footsteps. And Edmund steps in, taking off a scarf, and he steps over towards the desk and just hands it off to the security guard and he moves past you, he sees you, but he moves straight past you, over and does the exact same route that you've just done. And then when he comes back up from the basement, he stops and stares at everyone that's in attendance. And then moves past you towards the office, opens it, steps inside and shuts the door. I'm gonna follow him in. Okay, the door's not locked, but you move over towards inside and he's at the desk and he's looking just straight at the the smooth surface of the wood and the phone that's there in front of him and do you do anything um i'll wait and watch him for a moment or two and then i'll if he doesn't do anything i'll do something she didn't answer In five years, she has never failed to answer the phone. Where is she, Benjamin? She was here earlier. She's gone now. With whom? Danielle. Who was in your office earlier? When? 
earlier tonight. Who were you talking to? I've not been here all evening. Uncloud your ears. Where is Amelia? I don't know where Amelia is. I, I don't know when she is. I don't know when I am. Uh, where, where am I out there? Where am I? Edmund, I'll point back out towards the gallery. I see, I see her. I see her. I don't see me. I see a little broken pile in your basement. That's where I am. Where am I? Not anywhere. I'll never be as good as him, as her, as her. I'm so hungry and empty. I don't know where anyone is. I just don't know, I don't know. You hear soft footsteps, and then when you look up, Edmund's there in front of you. If you take this one away from me, Benjamin, a hand on the side of your face. Uh -huh. We're angry at the wrong person. Who should we be angry at? Amelia's not here. She should be, and she would be. I like Amelia. Where did you find Danielle? She found me. She said, you mentored her. You... She... looked after your gallery. She did. Your phone. I'll take it out, turn it on, and hand it over to him. feel myself, Edmund. I don't. I'm Why? hearing things. Things. I don't even know if they've happened yet. And I, 
I don't know. I, I can't. I'm so hungry and so empty and so confused. I don't know what's going on. I think I'm going to do something. I've never been this hungry before. Yes, you have. No, you've always, you've always looked after me. You've always made sure. But everything got... We had to flee. I don't know why. And I, I've just... I've pushed myself and I've got too hungry. And now I'm not sure about anything. Do you remember when I met you, Benjamin? Yes, of course. Where? It was in Edinburgh. You had bought several of my paintings and and then one day you you came. And and it was and then and then you you it changed everything. I'll never forget. Do you remember the circumstances under which I gave you the gift. Uh, I was scared, and and I came to you. We 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 were here in London, and that they'd come. That that I don't know who they are, but that one that watches me. They'd followed us here to London. And I was beside myself, and, and, I, and I came to you. And you told me that you could make it so I would be safe. That, that's what you said. I did. And, and, and you had me paint. Just think on that. Think on that and every moment that has come after, and you will achieve clarity and truth. I'll try. I'll try it. You are thinking too much, Benjamin. I am thinking too much. What you are hearing and what you are seeing are gifts of our clan. People call it madness, they are short-sighted. It is a gift. Yes. It allows us to see truth where other people see lies and slanderous masquerades. Truth is what we have. More than the sewer rats, more than anyone else, that is what we have and that is why they fear us. That is why they... Your friend was in your home this evening. Uh, oh, yes, that sounds familiar. Jim. Yes. The rude one. Yes. Did he... <coughs> did he insult you? No. 
I told him to leave and he did. Did everything seem normal? Aside from your absence. Benjamin, did you have any plans? Now, I, right now, yes, I was going to talk to you, and then, and then I was going to feed, and then, and then I was going to contact my coterie. I have always provided, have I not? You have. Then come with me. Go with it. He takes you by the hand, leads you straight back out front, and immediately, the moment the door opens, there's a smile on his face. Everyone that comes past him that recognises and comes up and smiles, and he shakes the hand, goes past them, moves on, uh, taking back up the scarf that he dropped on the security desk, straight around his neck, and moves off down to the bottom of the steps. And he waits for you there and looks back up at you. I'll go to him. Now, do you have a car, Benjamin? Yes. Fetch it for me. It's it's just parked here at the gallery. Right. And he steps around to the passenger side and sits in. Okay. As soon as it's open, he gets in. I need you to go down to the docks for me. Okay. I'll start driving towards the docks. Assuming I know the way, and if I don't, I'll look it up on a map first, I guess. Okay, drive past Torchwood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you begin making your way down there. <coughs> You've headed off down towards your uh, your other haven, yeah. And Jim has been making his way there. Between the two of you, you get there roughly about twenty minutes apart. Jim arrives first, and then yourself. And you find Jim standing outside the building as you're making your way down there. You notice him before Jim notices you. Although Jim's attentions seem a little bit more... <clears throat> not preoccupied. He's noting the, the numerous people that are going up and down past you. Um, I mean, this being a Sunday, there's not a lot of people out after the shops have shut. But there's a few people that are going out and taking advantage of the fact that they can have a couple of early drinks before they have to turn in for the night for work the next morning. So there is a decent amount of foot traffic but you've missed most of it over the last two days but it's enough that you need to kind of pick your moments to navigate up towards Jim and then before long you step up next to him probably he's not recognizing me well you've stepped up next to him you've just seen some individual that looks you know pretty easy to miss in a throng of people moving back and forth just step up next to you I just light up a cigarette and Hi there, Jim. Moses. Um, we have two choices. <clears throat> Either we, we go back to the domain and hunt where the loop points are not, or 
we poach somewhere else where the owner is not. Where whatever we do and wherever we feed, I would argue we push our luck in the borders of our, our domain. I would agree. Oh. But nowhere near the hospital. Is that understood? Well, no shit. I mean, those guys with our blood. No, no, not no. good. Let's go. No, fucking guest of ours. No, no. I was thinking something. Remember Trillins? Sorry? Trillins. Hardcore. <laughs> Hard, yeah. yes. Heavy metal plays and all yes. that. Yes, that. Oh. Well, it should be sort of dead tonight, Sunday. Yeah. But that area is not quite inside our domain, but not quite outside our domain. So, it, it, you know, a case could be made. And I would rather face any vampire that goes, hey, you poachers, than any lupines that go like fresh meat or something like that. Yeah. How the hell did you get away from them? I'm adorable. Mask of a thousand faces. It tricks the mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I still sure rips you in half, but well, if they know I'm, I'm, I'm a vampire or a kindred or something. Yeah. Probably won't say that the Wait. last time I saw them. Do are they good at doing that shit? Do they do they recognize vampires? I honestly, I have absolutely no idea. I've seen one once before. Well, before this shit. Well, this this guy was looking for you. Any reason why? Did he say why? Oh yeah, of course. I have a lovely chat with him. He told me everything about his past. No, we didn't. He was looking for you very vehement, vehemently and inside the domain. And then I noticed his companion, which happened to be a lupine on the hunt. That's when I obfuscated and got lost. Right. You got fucking lucky, though. Yeah. I've, I've been called that. Yeah. Right. Let's go. And we're gonna push our luck. Uh, and this is why I have a map. Somewhere. We're gonna go to the northern part of our domain. So we're okay. going very far away from the... I don't know. This, not this one. The big one. Yeah, the big one. Okay. <laughs> Trillins is around here. So that's the area we're gonna go. Like where... It's and sort of inside our domain, but not. All right. I need you to make a wits plus investigation check. Uh, yep. a wits plus stealth check. Oh yeah, sure. What's your? I can't remember the name of it. your security rating for the for the domain. One. Okay, minus one. Just him or both of Yeah, of course, because they're they're gonna be using my security system. Wits plus stealth minus one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what our timelines are, but about when Cathy essentially got back to the Chantry and it's kind of packed, uh, she would send a message to Moses, uh, basically saying her work is concluded. If, if they do need extra backup, she can now. Okay, between the amount of time that it would have taken, you would have received that text message if it does affect your plans, because your drive was comparatively short compared to the hour and a half it took you to travel 
Willpower. Okay. Are they making a single assisted roll or two separate rolls? Two separate. Because he's not assisting him, they're yeah. both trying to sneak in. Yeah. Four successes. Two. Okay. So what was the message you sent in? Uh, essentially, my work has concluded. Uh, I do. I would say I do need to speak to you. Um, but if you feel you might need extra assistance, I am now available. Okay. So you would have gotten that message as you were leaving yours. Okay. Jim and I are. Well, no. Um, Spike and I are on our way to to the doghouse. You can meet us there if you want. You receive a message saying he is neither as cool nor as blonde as Spike. Which Spike are you talking about? And I probably have that conversation. Like, I'm thinking about, you know, Spike, the dog from, you know, the cartoons. Dude, the only Spike that matters. <laughs> Which it's not too early, is it? It is about I think so. I'm concerned. Yeah. You're talking about Buffy or yeah. something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I don't, no, no. I, I watch Mexican soap operas. Like my nana. To educate him on this. Oh. <laughs> In game. Yeah. I have box sets. That's your new ambition. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, yeah, we're gonna be setting up exactly where we would meet. Okay. So are you? Oh. Will you go straight there to meet him? I'm starting to feel anxious now. Starting to regret leaving them to handle it on their own. Like, <laughs> yeah, just creeping feeling here. So yes, I think I would try and go to meet up okay. with them. Okay, now a quick, quick question. Uh, so we're trying to go inside our domain. We had the minus one penalty, yeah. right? But that's, that's because of the security cameras? Yeah, even knowing where they are, it's still something you have to compensate for whilst navigating through a terrain. Oh, okay, so minus it, one it. is representing for the fact that we will have to use we have less ally alleys or streets yeah. to use and let yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's and this is working on these <coughs> I mean you'd not that somebody's watching, it's just that yeah. we will have to expose ourselves to yeah. other areas. But it's like if if someone's watching through those avenues, it's there's less areas in which you can enter the domain meaning unnoticed that the person that's not at the computer can easily map those areas yeah. in theory that is yeah so basically the more the, the more intricate you've made your security system yeah the less one person has to contribute to the rest mm. i was asking the question because i got four, four successes so how easy it was for me to sneak into my own domain well you yeah. haven't rolled yet but i will um we're solving this first you're meeting up as well yeah yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I would probably be trying to trying to go in in a fairly. Uh, I mean, I don't know that the problem's been solved yet, so I would still be trying to be fairly incognito. Okay, so yeah. I'm assuming that you've met up with these guys on the edge of the domain. Most likely, okay. yeah. So I was actually just because of Moses' mindset with the poacher. It's like if it's really simple for me to sneak into my domain. It might be really simple for the poacher to stick into our domain and you know it's like that yeah. line of thought i'm not thinking about the lupines right now i'm thinking more about okay this is fairly simple or i'm making it complicated okay that kind of thought so as you guys are waiting uh plotting your mental course into the way you're going to to trillins it wouldn't take too long before katia steps off of one of the buses moving towards your location 
there's any discussion you want to have prior to making the final roll that I need? I will say around that area. I tell her the reason where. So basically, we're, we're. I'm trying to sort out what's going on with the lupines. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, our choices are either we feed inside our domain without the lupines knowing, or we feed outside our domain without the lupines, the lupines or the owner of that domain knowing. Well, we've we've fed here before, so. Yeah. So we're 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 trying to push our luck in like really like I mean here. that's how territory boundaries change by claiming mm-hmm. so basically we could go across the street and you know the restaurant Silk Road and all those in that strip places pubs whatever is open maybe it's fairly early in the evening but it's a Sunday still well if I install myself in a pub or something similar, then I will provide backup as a last resort, hopefully. Cool. In regards to uh, the three of us having the, the three of us last time doing this together, going don't, uh, yes, it, don't. How hungry are we all? I'm, I'm quite hungry, but I'm not going to steal from anyone. I'm pretty hungry, and I'm in need of heal this fucking dust in the back. What? What is it with you and this class you're talking about? Deal with it for a bit longer. It's not as if it's going to punch your spinal cord or anything. It's work out. Um, okay. I, I don't think I want to know now. Well, you'll find out later. He fell over in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, actually, yeah, that's right. funny. It's right. painful, but funny. Right. Okay, so... Right. right. What were you doing in the shower, you naughty boy? Now, um, I think we have to go... If we move closer to, like, a, yeah, that's fairly, like, a, a outside of the main, but not too far. It's, it's just, like, a block or something. To close the, the, closer to the memorial, the war memorial. You know, Cumberwell Grove, higher up community. Oh, yeah. Okay, just keep it, keep it quick and quiet. Okay. Um... <clears throat> Mm, since it's very early in the evening, my approach, my suggestion of an approach is going to be um, yes, stalk people into, you know, small streets that okay. feed into this. Uh, one one will die, non-hunger, one will die, non-hunger, and then make a wits plus stealth check plus for me with a, just as it is. One will die, uh, no minus one. One. Okay. Plus. So how many is total for you? Oh, uh, add it to the previous yeah, one. Yeah, add it to the previous one. Oh, well, yeah, I keep it at four. Because you actually have a plan for entry for this. Yeah, one success. Interested. One success, okay. Three. Uh, zero additional, so okay. four. Sorry, I can't real power that one. Oh, yeah. Okay, so where are you heading? Trillins. Uh, yeah, like, like a block from Trillins all the small roads okay. that fit into that area, but on the side that is outside the main. Are you going with them, or did you say you're branching off towards? No, she's going to proper I'll trillions. I'll be probably in trillions. Okay. It's like very close by on hand. It's a slow route. I mean, your domain is not massive, but you are taking extra care with how you're moving. You know where the security cameras are, and that helps to a degree, but it does force you down routes, which heightens your paranoia, because the routes that you are taking are not the routes that you would normally take 
you have to try and think outside the box about where everything was placed what area does it cover where are you likely to be ambushed from if they know this domain at all because yeah. you don't know um, but you make your way towards Trilland and there is no opposition towards you guys as you're making your way there. You don't spy anything as you're making your way through either. But that's not to say that you haven't been observed. Whether or not you have been, you don't know. But before too long you make it over towards Trilland. You two branch off close to where Trilland's is. And Katia heads off inside. Yeah. Pay the entry fee, snap your drink. hands, and you get you step up inside. So where are you two going? You're going to hunt. Okay. What method are you using to hunt? Probably alley catting and I'm helping. Yep. Right, so it'll be strength plus 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 brawl. Yeah. Plus one for uh, the teamwork. Yes. Plus the grappling speciality. Yes. Though I might not include that every time <laughs> hunting. I'm basically obfuscating in a corner, letting him know when he's safe and when not. He's might wanna. Yeah. You got three dice to re-roll if you want to. Yeah. Re-roll. Re-roll them. Better re-roll them. Yep. Is it right? Remember those ones. Hey. That was worth it. That is uh, seven successes with wow. a good win. A good crit. Wow. Okay. Yes. So. You get one for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, one one to go. <laughs> Moses still disguised as this individual that is commonplace on the street. Dressed like the vast majority of the people moving up and down. You know, if, if you haven't been approached by him, he, he's easy for you to ignore. And that works in his favour in that everybody else is ignoring him as well. And he is noting the people that are in company or the people that are coming around the corner on their own that are distracted with their phones or have earphones in, whatever. But as soon as he finds someone that has earphones in and has their phone out, it's the prime target. And he, the moment he is certain <laughs> that no one is watching, he gives you the nod and you step up behind him just as he comes out hands around the mouth and you pull him back with a severely sharp yank that pulls him off of his feet. But because you hold him by the chest as well, you don't damage his neck. But you pull him into the shadows around the side of one of the large set bins. How much are you going to take? I'm going to take two. Okay. It's going to be a What's your hunger? <laughs> Three. Three. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you begin drinking. And you drink. I'm just going to be you don't damage control feel around. Any elevation. <sighs> the blood's going down your throat. And it tastes as sweet as it normally does. But that tightness in your chest has not moved. You're still at hunger three. I'm just going to take as much as I normally take. And then I go. Still got one. You let the wound close? The individual's eyelids flutter and they slump against the side of the bin, glancing around, but with the cord of the headphones wrapped around their head, their phone kind of dangling off the cord that is wrapped around their wrist, they're just kind of in a haze, not really understanding what's going on, trying to focus and not being able to pinpoint anything. But you feel strange, you don't feel your use now to once you have the blood what you've associated that taste that incredible orgasmic taste with the relief that follows it and the t the alleviation of the tightness in your gut but it's still there I'm gonna just try and 
push this dazed this dazed person from out of the way and then motion moves and slip up, step away from that immediate area. Okay. Better? Um, no. Wow, you were hungry. No. No, no, no. There was, there was no change. I would have been scared if that guy changed into a werewolf as well, but no, we're hoping to feed off normal people. Yeah, I know. Tasted normal, but I feel no better. Hang on a minute. What? I'm just, I drank as much as should bring me down to a comfortable and pretty safe level. And do you think it's the wizards messing with us? Try one. You know what I will? I will, I will, I let me let me let me take advantage of this. And I am just gonna try to find someone to. Okay. I'm going. I'm, I'm not gonna jump them in an alley. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go yeah. in a normal talking, feeding yeah. thingy. Okay. Be right back. I'm gonna pick up the phone and let's catch you. Um, yes, most is going your way, basically. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, uh, also uh, attempted. Didn't work. Don't know why. <clears throat> so your phone would buzz as you're nursing a drink that you've not actually drank yet. It's so fake sips. Fake sips. Yes. And then you get this message, and as you are looking it over, do you want to send a response? None, uh, no change at all. Any response? Oh. We'll pause there. With Edmund alongside you, you begin making your way towards the docks. And every now and again he directs you down the street. Otherwise he says very little, he's just observing the outside, just observing people going past. Seems content to just be there in the car in your company. Every now and again he looks over and offers you a smile. He seems as though he's been in good spirits all day. The moment, you know, the, the meeting in the office completely gone over your head and it's comforting being in his presence, just like it always was. And this was how it was for a while that you could remember. I'm gonna be thinking about what he said about, you know, remembering these gifts and, yeah. because he told me that will make me feel better. Mm. So I'll be trying to think about that. Does it make him feel better? <laughs> I mean, it makes you feel more comfortable in the sense that it's grounding. It's yeah. things that you know. It's things that you know are true. Mm. Um, and it gives you the sense of, you know, you, you must, you know, there, there have been bits and pieces that you've seen that must not be true. Because he says he hasn't been in the office all day. And, and Benjamin, you know, your sire would not lie to you. No, but then, so, so Benjamin, Benjamin obviously thinks, has, is now realises that that clearly was a premise yeah, so of the future. Yes. Yeah. And then... And whilst that in and of itself is, you know, uh, you don't like the idea of that discussion happening, hopefully not with yourself, or, but then you also feel kind of a prickle in the back of your neck at the thought of him having that kind of discussion with anyone else. It's a kind of catch-22. You can't really win in that situation, but you think on it. 
as you drive closer and closer towards the docks underneath the lamplights and you're now approaching an area where there's less traffic coming in because not that many people will visit the docks at night unless someone works there and most of those people are already parked up and then before long he just he'll do fine Benjamin so stop park somewhere no no further down you see between those two so and he waits until you pull up and there isn't much of a gap between your door and the edge but he's got sufficient gap to get out and as he gets out and shuts the door he's Benjamin I'm sorry you felt unappreciated stay here and he closes the door and he turns and he walks off and around the corner you wait for five minutes and you wait for ten is there any messages or anything you want to send anything you want to do um, I will send a text to Katia that says something like um, was distracted earlier I understand what you meant about Jim <laughs> and then I'll, I'll probably just add um, no long term damage okay so what I received yeah. so I'm still swishing this drink alone at a table like wow I must look really pathetic right now pleased to hear it <laughs> and then kind of <laughs> as you read this um, meanwhile you wait and you observe there are dock workers moving back and forth and you can see some of the cars, uh, the cars, the boats and the, the ships moving back and forth and you sit and you think on Edmund and the kind of paranoia and the kind of unsettling uh, discomfort that you felt it just drifts because he's here with you you are his focus at the moment and we're going to pause there and go on a break thank you for listening to part one of this episode of blood on the thames we really hope that you enjoyed the show and if you ever want to watch us playing live find us at twitch at 7 p.m uk time every monday follow us on twitter or facebook for latest updates See you next week.